0: The opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now.
1: saddest things that I ever witness is knowing someone who had humble beginnings, don't we all, who had a simple start and yet somewhere they forgot where they came from. Perhaps through the years you've heard someone say, don't forget where you came from. They mean by that, never forget who you are, whose you are, where you were, where you would be if it wasn't for the wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we return today to Genesis chapter number two, uh, we are literally going to where we came from. Where did we come from? We came from God. That's very important to recognize that because it also reminds you where you're going to of him, through him, and to him are all things, the Bible says. So when you get to the origin of man, you also come to the objective of man. We were made by God. We were made for God. We came from the Lord. Guess where we're going when we leave this world? Back to the Lord. And so we come to Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse number 4, the Holy Spirit begins to, may I say, fill in some of the blanks for us. In Genesis chapter 1, we had a description of the creation week, the six days of creation, then the day of rest. Well, when you come to Genesis chapter number 2, this is not uh, chronologically later. This is a recap, if you will, with an emphasis placed here on man. Because remember, man was the prize of God's creation. He was the pinnacle. He was the one created with a living soul, different than the rest of the animals, not just life in his body, not just the ability to respond to the world around him, uh, but within him, the spirit uh, that could respond to the God who made him. And so we read, Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 4, These are the generations... Of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. Let me pause and just say that's why when you come to the story of Noah and the great flood, and the rains coming from heaven, It was such a strange thing because men had not yet witnessed water falling out of the sky. God watered everything with the mist from the ground. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is, it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there's gold, and the gold of that land is good. There's bdellium and the onyx stone, and the name of the second river is Gihon, the same as it that encompasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hedekel, that is, that which goeth toward the east of Assyria, and the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, this is literally where man came from. This is this is the occasion where God makes man's body, breathes into that body, the breath of life, and then places man in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. What do we learn? First principles, foundational truth. What do we learn from this first interaction between the creator and mankind? (laughs) Might I say, uh, there's a lesson from Adam for all of us who came from Adam. See, Adam is your first father. I hope now, I hope now, You've come to trust Jesus as your personal savior. Uh, The second Adam, the perfect man. I hope now you can say God is your father, but humanly speaking, we all came from Adam and from Eve in the Garden of Eden. So what do we learn from our first parents? Well, the first thing I think we all must remember is this, that God is the one who formed us. This is so beautiful, but In all the other creation account, God spoke everything into existence. He just said light, and there was light, and it was very good. And everything that he spoke came immediately and perfectly into its place. It's just a reminder of the amazing power of our God. So let me ask you, could God not have spoken man into existence? Of course he could have. Could God not have just said man or woman, and immediately they would have appeared? Certainly he had the power to do that, but he doesn't do that. Instead... He takes some of the dust of the ground, and he forms and shapes the actual body of man. He will later take a rib from the man and form and shape the actual body of the woman. Why would God do that? Why would God form man and woman with his own hands? Well, I believe there's a tremendous principle in this we must remember. Look, don't forget where you came from. From the beginning, God wanted it always to be remembered and pictured that our life was in his hands. Now, the Bible says he upholds the world with the word of his power. So the whole world hangs on his word. One word, it comes into existence. One word, it will be judged and consumed someday. But friend, your life is not just held by the word, your life is held in the hand of Almighty God, an all wise hand, an all powerful hand. Now, this is very important an all loving hand. You see, there is a tenderness. Not just a power, a tenderness with which God is dealing with man and dealing with woman, his hand on our life. I'm thinking now of the words of the Lord Jesus when he said to the disciples that they had been placed in the hand of Christ, and Christ was in the hand of the heavenly Father. Friend, those are good hands to be in. I wonder, uh, have you recognized today that your life is in God's hands? Physically speaking, your life is in his hands Spiritually speaking, if you know Jesus as your Savior, your life is in the hand of Almighty God. Maybe we should all just pause afresh today and say, Lord, I'm going to put my life fresh and new in your hand because that's the only safe place to be. And That's where you intended my life to be from the very beginning. I'll just tell you, when you sin against God and rebel against God's God's word and God's will, you are taking your life in your own hands. And that is a very dangerous thing to do. There's a second thing you must remember, not only that Your body was formed by God, but your breath came from God. The Bible says that the dust of the ground, that's all it was, then had breathed into it the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God put a little bit of his eternality in you. The eternal soul of man comes from the eternal God. We were made in his image, made after his likeness. What is this? We were made not just to live and die. We were made to live and live somewhere forever. God's intent to live with him forever. So don't forget where you came from. Your body was formed by God. Your breath came from God. That's why the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Why is that? Because every breath is a gift. And every breath is a reminder of where you came from. And then one final thing. Every blessing comes from God. Uh, repeatedly it says that God then took man and put him in the garden, put him in the garden, put him in the garden. And the garden was made for man. Uh, The rivers, all that was created, made for man uh, to enjoy, not to endure life, but to enjoy. Oh, every good and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Dear listener, don't forget where you came from. Your body was formed by God. Your breath was given by God, and every blessing you have comes from God. Let's all pause today and remember not just where we came from, but who we came from.
0: No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey.